now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend. Welcome to another episode of Notes on Your Notes. Joshua has returned from Canada. Yes, Canada, Hollyhock. I just flew back and boy, are my arms tired. No. Oh! That feels like a Borscht Belt joke from it the is. 50s. It is. Uh, just flew in from Chicago. What's the best part, worst part of your trip? Well, the best part was from basically the best part was basically from the time I, I left L- LAX to the time I returned to LAX. That was the best part. And then the worst part, the worst part was uh, pretty much LAX. Yeah. It was pretty magical, pretty amazing. It was just one nonstop joy, love, merging, creative, fun event after another. In, in sequential. sequential. Awesome. Sequential. Joshua, t- Townsend teaching the creative process in Canada. Yeah. At the beautiful Hollyhock on Cortez Island. It was, it was, I, I highly re- recommend going there just to go there and then just pick the one you want to, you know, the, the, the retreat you want to go on when you're there. But it's just, the food is amazing. The people are just, well, they're Canadian. They're just really nice people. Yeah, that's, everyone says there's the stereotype that Canadians are all, you know, pretty much amicable nice people yeah and uh then pe- whenever people say that and they pause and they're like well in my experience is pretty true <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i hate dealing in stereotypes but yes yeah yeah isn't it funny that if, if it's a good thing it's a ste- it's not a stereotype if it's a bad thing it's a stereotype that's kind of funny yeah yeah, yeah. if it's a good thing it's uh well, yeah. no that's just the way it is, yeah. the way it is. <laughs> good people good people i yeah. had a, i had a dream about you actually no when i was away you dreamt yeah, about I dreamt me about you. oh that's sweet. longing for my love oh stop please please i want to hear uh so the, i dreamt that the washing machine wasn't working like it was crankling crinkling and making like this weird sound and not working uh-huh. and you turned to me and we were trying to figure it out and i was like you know what it was Last night was a purple moon and like the magnetic forces shifted everything (laughs) in the washing machine and you turn to me and you're like, you finally get it. Awesome. That is the best dream ever. (laughs) I couldn't have scripted that dream like that. You know, normally dreams are weird and nonsensical, but that would be like a joke. Like if I was writing sketch comedy Mm -hmm. for us, that that would would be something that'd be like a bad draft. (laughs) The the one that doesn't get... Yeah, the one film. that doesn't make it to yeah. SNL. Well, you know it's interesting because you talk about the washer, the washer, and the washer obviously has water in it, and water is, you know, is you know controlled by the moon, so it makes total sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so. I'm like, and it's like so, a documentary. It's like, yeah, so so don't run your washing machine on a full moon. Yeah. Also, what's a purple moon? Ooh, if we've heard a blue moon, we've had we heard red moon, but yeah. God, purple, purple is the color of royalty. Purple is the color of your crown chakra, so your highest, your atma, you know, your highest being state. I, I, it's wow, that's amazing. Purple moon, <laughs> purple moon. Don't run your washing machine on a purple moon. It's, yeah, it's purple full moon would be even worse. Yeah. Um, 
topics for today. You know, sometimes you just got to be in the mood. Oh. How? How uh, at the full moon? Well, it's easy to be in the mood when you're in like some beautiful retreat center in Canada, Josh. Yes. And then sometimes we're not at a beautiful retreat center in Canada called Hollyhock. Um, sometimes, you know, we're, we're doing the grind. Sometimes we're in the city, you know. And so here's the thing is that we need to, we as artists, we need to be able to at will get in the mood. Which is a little bit of an oxymoron because people think, well, you know, how do you how do you step into being in the mood? You're either in the mood or you're not. But you have to find a way for yourself to get in the mood because a lot of times we are not at the option of doing our creative work whenever we feel like it. So I have a quick question though. Could mm. you qualify what in the mood means to you? In in a creative state. In a state where we're feeling in a sort of open easygoing where you both want to create and it's coming uh, maybe easy is not the word mm-hmm. but you are you're there you, you're, yeah. you're not distracted yeah you're you're optimized you're fully functioning it usually includes some sort of flow state it usually includes some sort of openness yes availability uh, your range of perception is high mm-hmm so I would say it seems pretty hard to shut out the rest of the world and get in the mood in our day and age because of the distraction level we experience. Exactly. That's exactly right. And so what you don't want to do is try to shut it out, but to work with merging, including, integrating, saying yes to however you want to. So you mean like that. have your Word doc open, but also have your iMessage open too. So you can like <laughs> go back and forth. Is that what you mean? <laughs> and maybe some like sports center sp- sports <laughs> alerts in the upper corner you're and, killing me over maybe, here um, you're killing maybe me like an etsy special of the day email coming through <laughs> uh-huh. i hear people are into that okay um, so, so that's so, that you're, that's how you would merge so that's 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 talk that's that's being distracted <laughs> being distracted is different than than saying yes to that which is as opposed to trying to force the world out is saying i'm not going to think about the parking ticket I just got. I'm not going to think about the fight I just had with blah, blah, blah. And just saying yes to those those things that are a part of your daily life, right? And so that you can allow those p- things to be there. It's just that now you're going to take your focus and put it on something else predominantly. Oh, uh, okay. That's what we're talking about. So do you about. mean, you don't mean like doing an interpretive dance about of of you know strangling the meter maid who gave you the parking ticket you're not saying use it as material it could depending upon what you're working on but most of the time it's just accepting it so you're, mm-hmm. you're saying accept it and then put your attention on the creative project at hand whatever that is and there could be some merging like you said you know if, the, if there's anger and rage in that scene and you have anger and rage at the parking enforcement person then yeah absolutely yeah you know use that and merge it with your project as opposed to trying to push it off into a corner or push it away integration i'm glad i don't have that job by the way parking enforcement can you imagine having a job where no matter what you did you were making someone's day worse isn't that horrible (laughs) and even the word enforcement force enforcement Why, why don't they call it parking encouragement the better, yeah, exactly. The better the meter maid does at his or her job, 
the more unhappiness they create in the world. The more pain. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? There are few. There, are, if you think about it, there aren't that many professions you can say that about. Like, what yeah. else can you say that about? It's true because you know I was thinking about like policemen, and policemen are really interesting because you either don't want to see them or you really want to <laughs> right, see them. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. And and tow tr- tow truck operators, you either really don't want to see a tow truck person or you or you're just like, oh my god, thank God you're here. Right meter maid or parking enforcement people you never get the other side yeah or like repo guys who <laughs> repossess cars so we want to open about your personal life now Adam? no they carry we... guns oh yeah because they show up at people's driveways at three in the morning and tow their car away yeah St- <laughs> steal their car back yeah yeah. Well, anyways, we, I digress. Well, yeah, we, well, <laughs> what is the show? So how do you recommend people who may have a lot of distraction in their life or just a lot of emotions because they have lots of turmoil in their life at the time or just the day to day? How do you suggest they get in the mood? There's a couple of things. Um, one thing is, well, the baseline is to always work with mental and physical relaxation. Make sure that you're that you're taking care of your physical being, your mental state, and your physical state, because that's things that we can work with, and that's a continual practice that includes being mindful, watch your breathing, noticing what you notice, what notice what you don't notice, working to like relax your brain, a bunch of other things. So that's one one thing which is to work with your state of being the other thing is is to really look into what's being asked of you depending upon what phase you're in in your creative development for your project so if you're in the space of conjuring where you're creating new material you're putting stuff out on the table um, that requires a certain kind of showing up as the artist and everyone's a little different so find out who you are in that area and that's completely different than someone who's going through and doing an editing process you know that's a different phase where you're editing you're chipping away you're extracting uh and then perhaps the third phase which is you know polishing you know going through and you know fine-tuning yeah i want to add something to the yeah that's been true for me which is Reminding myself of what my motivation for doing this in the first place is. Mm. I think when you're connected to your motivation, which is really about like what your value is and what you're trying to, I hesitate to say higher purpose because I just don't like the way it sounds. But okay, your your lower purpose. My lower purpose. But sometimes it's just like, you know, it's almost like a thought experiment. Like, what do I want to be able to say in two hours? Do I want to say that like. I read the New York Times online and got depressed about the state of politics in America, or do I want to say that Mm. I wrote two pages of a project that I care deeply about that has meaning for me? Yeah. So it's like your higher purpose, your motivation, and where you want to be, you know, Mm -hmm. I think is a reasonable consideration in terms of then saying, okay, well then what do I have to do to quote unquote get in the mood? Yeah. What do you want to grow in your life? Because whatever you give attention to, whatever you put your focus on, you're going to yeah. amplify or yeah. help to grow. Exactly. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Yeah. 
Um, and then the other thing is is getting to know who you are. So some people need music, some people need scent, some people need atmosphere, some people need distraction, some people need to go to a coffee shop and walk and and, and write or create in a coffee shop where there's lots of activity. Mm-hmm. Other people need to go into a space where there's a lot of quiet. So really, it's also you know know who you are as an artist and what you need to support yourself. Physical space is important. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's this, the reason a lot of writers I know keep offices even though it's an expense and they could write from home Mm -hmm. they just really they like that ritual Mm -hmm. there's so much ritual i've sat down with um a number of like screenwriters who one of the first things they say talk about is the ritual of how they make their tea or coffee in the morning Mm. what that ritual is to and actually interesting i wrote a draft of a novel and i listened to the same album (laughs) for the whole book really yeah that's interesting but it's like it was almost like that not that that album was a cue to me and the album actually started to play a role in 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 some of the chapters but the album actually became a cue to me of like okay now we're working it's like the soundtrack of your life yeah yeah what was the album and that's that's not that unusual uh it was astral weeks by van morrison oh yeah which came out during a period where one of the female characters was younger and sort of meant something to her. But there were other reasons why I, it meant that album meant something also to one of the, another, the, the main character in the book. And, but it was also just like, yeah, something's put me there. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of cliche now, but like Philip Glass's solo piano pieces. Mm-hmm metamorphosis i mean i still listen to those when i write a lot Mm -hmm. and i have for years i think it's also depending upon the project you're working on not only the phase but what kind of project yeah you know yeah 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 so resourcing finding out who you are and going after a lot of different kinds of resources is what we're talking about to oh you know here's a here's a trick Uh, another trick is let's say you're doing a a creative project and let's say you're in the early stages of development and you're working off of prompts what i like to do is i like to email myself the prompt the night before Mm. or to define whatever it is i'm going to work on for the next day and then and then i don't open it even though i'm sending it to myself i I don't open it. Mm. And then when I open it in the morning, I've forgotten exactly what I sent myself. And then it's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty of, you know, poor memory. <laughs> There's upside. <laughs> yeah, no. But not having to start, like there are all these hacks about not having to start fresh. I think Hemingway is famous for mm-hmm. um, stopping mid-sentence. Mm. So when he sat down to write the next day, the sentence had to be finished, right? So he was in the middle of it. So just like these these things you can do to... Return and I do think a lot of it is rhythm. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, it's the f- starting is hard, but once you've been doing it for weeks, you're back into it. I actually think, from what I've seen, it's like three to four days to establish. Mm. And I think that's why sometimes these retreats work so well, mm-hmm. like the one you just taught, mm-hmm. which is that people are forced into this world usually for at least four to five days, mm-hmm. where they're forced into a rhythm and they mm-hmm. have to be in a class at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. And usually what I've observed in those retreats is by day three or four, mm-hmm. increasing like the work starts to emerge. Yeah. Particularly because at these retreat centers, people are going there to sort of like escape the city and escape the pressures of, and to disconnect digitally. And it's like, it takes people's brains 48 hours to really settle mm-hmm. at least maybe 72. So I think if you're someone who's having trouble starting or you want to pick up an old project, I think 
thinking about, you know, as you say, physical and mental relaxation, physical space, a ritual in the morning, what would be, you know, music, what would be the things that would help get you in the mood to go back? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. hacks that you mentioned, like I mentioned, setting out the work the day before in some mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's so it's, it's funny. I have a family member who sets out his breakfast the day, the day before the night before. Are you serious? Yeah. It's kind of such a funny thing. Yeah. Everything is set up because mm-hmm. he wants to have it before he goes to work. But it's so funny. Yeah. Like some people, and I understand why some, you know, artists the day before, yeah. The night before they set out their work for the next day so they just they don't think about it but you know that's that is different what's his breakfast like i mean because now i'm look i'm thinking like cheerios and then he just adds milk He's a, he was my uncle in australia and it was usually weedabix weedabix yes yes which it's like a big log and then he would i think he drank instant coffee so he put a teaspoon of instant <laughs> coffee in a cup Right, because that may t- make too much time in the morning. Yeah, good, yeah, good idea. Yeah, everything's just ready to go. Uh, all he has to do is add milk and hot water, and yeah. boom, off to a glorious day. Yeah, that is so much fun. D- is he the guy kind of who put his name on his lunch bag and like? I don't know if he's the kind of guy who put his name on his lunch bag. He is the kind of guy that when he loads the dishwasher, keeps the forks and the knives in their own little compartment. Smart. Safety Plans first. Ahead. Safety first. I mean, you know, it's not. <laughs> well, I think I think we've covered being really in, in the this. mood. <laughs> in the mood. In the mood. Ending on that really creative note <laughs> of separating your knives and forks in the dish. Have Have you seen that book? It's called uh, Forks Over Knives. Uh, I've heard about it. Yeah. It's, it's for vegetarians. Yeah, it's for vegetarians. It's part of the religion. Yeah. You, you know, I, I want to write a book. <laughs> it's gonna be um straws over forks <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah sometimes like josh comes out i was like you want anything to eat and he's like no i'm liquids today yeah i'm doing liquids yeah it sounds so gross when you say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah reference points yeah. but yeah yeah i think straws over forks it's like god you know forks can be so violent yeah yeah nice soft straw not plastic of course but This has been Notes on Your Notes. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm still Joshua Townsend. Coming up in September, October, we're going to be teaching a six-week class. And I just want to let everyone know it's going to be about the creative process in writing and performance. And it will build on all the work that Josh has done in Hollyhock, all my work over the years as a writer and working with other writers and seeing how writing is taught well and how it's not taught well. And uh, so stay tuned for that. You can like our Facebook page and you'll be getting updates. There will be an initial just one day class in middle of September in which people can drop in and get a taste. And we would love to see you guys uh, there. Yes. Details are forthcoming soon. Soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. The music for this podcast is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. The sound editing is courtesy of me. We'll talk to you next week.